Let's get this out the way. You know, I grew up black. And so... What does that mean, Joe? I'm going to tell you. My hood is 80%, 80, 90% black. My projects, my neighborhood was dominantly black. My grandmother's neighborhood was 99.9% black. Where there was no popular Latinos or nothing. Like, you know, if they did, they was out the way. And so that's where I grew up. My mom's... There you go. So if they were completely out of the way... Now remember, a lot of black folks, especially a lot of black folks up here, we, we rock with Joe, especially Pun. We rock with them heavy. We consider them dudes to be Hall of Famers. But when they're taking these weird sides when it comes to the origin of hip-hop, we got to start looking at that. Now you said that they were out the way. All right, now look at this. Lived there for 40 years in that community. So she's from the community. Love, Miss Ruby, this, that. And so when I'm born, I'm not listening to salsa and all that. I'm listening to uh, Gloria Gaynor. I'm listening to Stephanie Mills. I'm listening to- Right. See, he, he, he was just one of the few. Now watch him start getting into what they were really listening to. This is what the Puerto Ricans was really listening to back then. I will survive. Oh, that's what my house was playing, right? And so it's hard for people to fathom that there were no social media. There was no Instagram. There were no nothing like that. So I grew up blonde hair, green eyes, knowing I'm Latino, but thinking I'm black. Don't know how to explain it to you any other way, right? And so it wasn't until I went to high school um, and met another Latino brother that was a, a real dude. And he said, yo, um, come hang out with me in my hood. And mm. 10 blocks away was like another world. So when we went to his hood, it was 90% Puerto Rican Latino flags in the window. The black guys over there thought they were Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a true story. I, know, yeah. I met the blackest guy out there. He was like, oh, I can't pass a contigo, bubble. This, this, that. He grew up in that other side of town. He was the fat Joe of the Spanish. And so, uh, you know, and it, it was good. He entered, I swear to God, I got a book coming out in November, the book of Jose. I explained this in my a book. A book? Interesting. I could not believe that it was like Puerto Rican heaven over there. Like, you know what I mean? It was just dominantly Puerto Rican. And that's when I learned about Salsa, Hector Lavo, uh, 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 Gran Combo. You know, and I really started learning my Latino heritage over there. I was always Latino. I'm not. That's one million percent. My father's Cuban, never spoke English. He went to jail. The only time my father went to jail was we, we got stopped by some officers who were white. And they pulled them over and they were saying license and registration. And my father kept telling them. So you heard what he said. They were listening to salsa. No speaking. He was like, no speaking. Had his license. Had his. So of course I'm Latino. I'm, I'm proud to be Latino, but I grew up on that side of town. How'd you learn how to fuse those two worlds together? Or was it you just learn how to blend? Now, like he said, now they were listening to salsa. Okay. If they were listening to Salsa, he was born in 1970. So the founders of, and the pioneers, the foundational black Americans, the descendants of slaves that created hip hop, 
He was a he was a little boy. He was a toddler when they when they founded hip hop. That's what that means. And he said, "Oh, well, they were listening to Spanish. They were listening to salsa." The whole thing where they said, oh, Puerto Ricans created hip hop and created in Jamaica and all that. Where's the Nas in Puerto Rico? Show me a James Brown in Puerto Rico. Show me a James Brown in the Caribbean. Because there's over two, three hundred hip hop songs. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of hip hop songs from the very beginning that sample James Brown. Yet I can't seem to find anybody from the Caribbean that a lot of the hip hop artists were sampling from two to three hundred records. Nobody sampling two to three hundred of their records. See, this is this is these are the folks right here. This is what they were sampling. They were they were sampling this fair use. They were sampling this. This is what they were sampling. They wasn't sampling the, the early hip hop records. They wasn't sampling a whole bunch of stuff from Puerto Rico. They wasn't doing it. This is what they were sampling. They were sampling this fair use YouTube fair use. This is what they were sampling. Give the drummer a little bit of. They were sampling the freedmen. They freed themselves from slavery. That, that's what they were sampling. This is what they were sampling. Uh. See, this is what they were sampling. They wasn't sampling salsa, making all the hits off of salsa records. Wasn't happening. They no, they, they they was not doing that. You have two people, folks like this, talking that BS. B boy, we're saying it is a combination of blacks and Puerto Ricans together. No, it's so not. Make no mistake about it. Before that is the rock dance, and the rock dance comes from the Latino community, mostly Puerto Ricans. That comes from us. And so this whole notion that, you know, everything in hip hop begins with the African-American. It did. Is a lie. That is not that a lie, not sir. I, j I just sat there and showed you James Brown. Y'all didn't have no James Brown. Fat Joe just turned around and said, hey, listen, you know, they was listening to salsa. Here, here's Crazy Legs admitting it was the black break dancers and all that first. The more nationalities got involved in it, you know, it was no longer an Afro American thing. No longer an Afro American thing. Okay, well that means we had to be first. Took it to the street. The more nationalities got involved in it, you know, it was no longer an Afro Afro American thing. The Hispanic took took to the dance. I know for a fact that when I went to some parts, it was ready to see a Puerto Rican dancer breaking. And when they did, it was like, oh shit, check out the Puerto Rican B-boy, you know? A lot of people used to call it like, yo, you know, like the Latinos 
you know, Moreno means black, you know, they be like, yo, that's, that's that Moreno style, you know, and that's the original style of B-Boy. Took it to the street, the more. What'd he say? The Moreno? You know, Moreno means black, you know? A lot of people used to call it like, yo, you know, like the Latinos, you know, Moreno means black, you know, they be like, yo, that's, that's that Moreno style, you know, and that's the original style of B-Boy. That's that Moreno style. That's the original style of b-boying. That's the original style of b-boying. That's the original style of b-boying. What is this? I was always imitating James Brown. Always, always. And I kind of stuck. So what we do? And as far as trying to make the American people and dance to the music, I, I start to say that I could use their rhythm bass instead of using Jamaican rhythm bass. Uh oh. But along the way, a few people know I was Jamaican. Herc was one of the first DJs. Oh. I was imitating James Brown. Yeah. Always, always. And I DJ Cool Herc said he was imitating who? This DJ Cool Herc talking. He was imitating who? James Brown. James Brown. James Brown wasn't imitating nobody from Puerto Rico or the Caribbean. James had his own style. Let me play that one more time. I, I don't know why they keep lying saying that hip hop didn't come from the descendants of the slaves. It came solely from us. Rock and roll, blues, R&B, rhythm and blues. It came from here, the United Snakes of America, right here, nowhere else. I know it burns y'all soul that you got to do what we do. We lead the point guard when it comes to music and culture. That's not up for debate. This is not disrespecting anybody. It's simple facts around the world. The Martians is going to be breakdancing after a while off of niggas. Speaking of Martians, I'm actually going to play some plebiscite babbling in a minute. These niggas, this shit, this, this babbling is, is, is like uh, unknown. Always, I was always imitating James Brown. Yeah. Always, always. And I kind of stuck. So what were you doing? And as far as trying to make the American people and dance to the music, I, I start to say that I could use their rhythm bass instead of using Jamaican rhythm bass. Uh oh. But along the way, a few people know I was Jamaican. Herc was one of the first DJs in the Bronx to borrow a technique from Manhattan's downtown discotheques. Oh, wait a minute. Really? From Manhattan's downtown discotheques. From where? Herc was one of the first DJs in the Bronx to borrow a technique from Manhattan's downtown discotheques. The use of two turntables. This meant DJs could play music without interruption, mm. mixing from the end of one record straight into the beginning of another. But unlike other DJs, Herc didn't play disco music. Instead, he specialized in the kind of hard-edged funk music that others ignored. Oh, funk music? I wonder who created funk music. I just wonder. Just curious. Who created funk music? Yeah, I remember going to the Herc parties and just started in the community room and, and it grew so so big that we couldn't fit in the community room nope, anymore. Nope. And it, music was just, it was slamming. 
I was trying to think about what would be, uh, I guess, synonymous with a cool herd party. It would, got, it would have to be James Brown. Uh, oh, your hands, stop your feet. It wasn't, it wasn't a cool herd party. Oh. It would have to be James Brown. Clap your hands, stop your feet. There you go. I, I don't know why folks keep lying that they said it came from the Caribbean. It did not. Lies, lies, lies. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Ain't nobody hating on nobody. Facts are facts. But we can't let this lie go on. We can't let this lie go on. It is a combination of Caribbeans. Really? African-Americans and Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans are Caribbean anyway. That is B-boying. We're saying it is a combination. No, it's not a combination. You got it from us. You got it from us. So you're starting to sound like guests now. You're starting to sound like these yo 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 bobs. See, our bar, see, we got bars like this. This, this, is the kind, this is the kind of bars that our folks have. Natural. Rowling. Some niggas vanish if you blink, you can miss it. They was ahead of me, but now they all wash like a sink full of dishes. And Kim is the Ajax, New Atlanta Braves hat. I'm cooling and laid back. In springtime, I sponsor Mercedes. Yeah, I'm bringing May back. Nigga, everything I give them is gas. I work at the racetrack. I want 88 plaques. I'll platinum in the Jacktown. You niggas are face facts. He's I'm back at it again. Like, take that. I gave the whole game epilepsy. It ain't no way to shake that. I'm him now. Nobody in the Caribbean nigga rap like that. I just Sorry. No disrespect. Say y'all shit. I know that they saw this. I built it up from nobody. The and got this shit out the There's nobody. We would have heard about him when you dreaded Christmas because you was poor and wished you stayed on the eve like it was some power prince. Hakuna Matata. I'm gonna do what I gotta. I had a Spanish bitch who used to let me dance in that pussy. I do the bachata. Now I'm earning a living. I'm determined to get it. But these hating niggas make me sick. I'm holding my stomach. Maternity pictures. You gotta believe me. This shit don't come easy. I got him if need be. I promise I'm a shit on you niggas. And if I got a PP, I'm gonna do that. Tell a bitch I said, that's enough that's enough he, he, he brother paul mooney found i found some old bars from him hold on i don't even know but i actually think that the whole hip-hop all of this is a backlash from the civil rights movement and from the movement we never followed that through yes we were supposed to be free yes and this this dream never came true and i think the kids are defying that they're, they're angry about it that we didn't There's make that. it the way it should be. There is that. We marched, no, we got yeah, hosed, we, we got bit by dogs, and where yeah. are we? I just think that they yeah. I think those yeah. slick white people up in the boardroom iced us again. Yeah, I, they could, I could believe that too. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. put something on the table well, I, that was so seductive yeah. and so yeah. hard to resist. Yeah. Look, when I, when I hung out up in the South Bronx with Africa Bombard and Melly Mel and watched the dawning of the hip-hop culture, it brought to me a profound sense of uh, a wonderful thing that was in our future. This was an articulation that was just absolutely it's great. stunning. Yeah, and then it came All ugly. of a sudden, one day, somebody ugly. came up and jingled 30 bags of, uh, 30 pieces of, of silver. silver. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, many began to, t and that institution of rape and profiting yeah. stepped in and yeah. corrupted and turned that thing into another being. Now, I must ask uh, you, are you saying that the white music community understood that there was the, a place the for, power. for this okay. music and they directed these young black people 
not the white music community, the white banking community. Facts. I don't even know. The banking, the, the people that had the bread, it got bastardized. See, we black folks, this was an art form. This was an art form of resistance. This was an art form of resistance. This was a revolutionary art form. It was an art form for the coon minded and the coon spirited and the bed buck spirited that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't the whole point. It was a resistance art form. So, you know, you remember they used to break rap tapes. Oh, it's violent, misogynist, blah, blah, blah. It's this, it's that we shouldn't have it or whatever. When's the last time now, of course they don't, we don't have tapes or CDs anymore. When is the last time that you've heard a politician Say and, and 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 now keep in mind, y'all. Keep in mind. Now we even have more evidence of the so-called violence. You got dudes that is actually taking pictures and Instagram of beating each other up. Dudes is talking about they gonna smoke their dead ops. I mean, this is literally a federal investigation or a RICO. This is this is this is a rapper's nightmare, but a federal investigation's. Uh, birthday party This is like ice cream on a cake for them They have so much evidence They have so much evidence Of artists saying things That they're gonna do I mean hell look Getting on Vlad TV And we gonna get into his punk ass in a minute Anyway We have a situation where The music Is outwardly violent And drugged out where dudes is literally confessing the crimes, but you don't hear not one politician. You what you do hear is you hear the whorehouse hood rat conglomerate being propped up by a lot of these NAACP niggas through Planned Parenthood. Hey, you know, be be liberated and oh feminism and oh be liberated and 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 and, and be sexy rad. Keep your you know show your body. Be a slut. Be a whore. You're empowered. Back in the day, man, when niggas was talking about, you know, knocking a nigga up so outside the head, man, and robbing him for his, hey, man, he say, hey, I want, I want, I want a burger with cheese. What he told him, he said, uh, let me get a burger. He said, with cheese. We supposed to be brothers. They was trying to ban that shit back then. They was trying to ban that shit back back then, and all types of niggas probably done got shot and killed over some drill rap or whatever, right? They're not trying to ban that. Have y'all noticed that? Give a shout out to my damn self, man. Bagland Podcast. If y'all notice it, let's put some music on. Let's put some let's put some drill shit. Let's put some 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 catch your ass down bad in the alley and take your chain music going on here. Fair you. Shout out to Nitu or Nita or whatever dude from Portugal makes these trap beats. You don't hear that. If y'all notice that, I never hear politicians talking about the violence. They don't talk about the violence. Where's all these little activist Negroes at? Where is these NAACP activist Negroes at? Where's the Negro activists at? I figured out why everybody's trying to steal our style. While everybody's trying to discredit the descendant of the slave and they want to crowbar everybody else into our culture. They're trying to crowbar the see because they know 
Black folks here in, in, in America is powerful. I'm going to pop our shit. Fuck all that. We ain't going to be humble about shit else. We built this country. We're the, we're, we're the, we are the fucking rising phoenix of the planet. We're the most hated. Motherfuckers even in Israel right now. <laughs> they up there talking about man shit. Well, niggas need to do this. And old Black Lives Matter needs to do that and all that. Man, they ain't got shit to do with us. Y'all been stomping on them Palestinians for forever. They ain't got shit to do with no American niggas. I done figured this shit out. I done cracked the fucking Morse code. Niggas, Negroes rule the world. We just ain't got the power. Negroes make the world go round. <laughs> Negroes make the fucking world go round, man. They need niggas. They need niggas, man. Life wouldn't be fun without niggas. Niggas make shit fun. Niggas make shit interesting. Niggas invent shit. Niggas got slang and music and culture. You know what I'm saying? The American nigga. We got we got it all. And at the same time, we lost as hell. Crazy as hell. We got it all. We got what everybody wants. They just don't want to share it with us. They don't want to share. Let me get a drum kit for that. Nobody's talking about the serial hood hitter, the drill rap. Nobody's talking about the so-called black on black violent crime. And ain't nobody talking about that shit. You know why? They said, well, shit, we can make some money off this shit. They never really gave a damn about black kids getting killed and this, that, and the third and so-called black-on-black crime and all this. They don't give a damn about that. They almost had a field day. They were breaking Tupac tapes and doing this and doing that. I'm like, man, do you know how many, do you know how many rappers that you could call detrimental to this day that they could say, well, hey, man, this, oh, he's ruining the youth and all this. They ain't even, they ain't even gangbang and shoot him up no more. It's just drug rap. It's fentanyl rap. Niggas is fentanyl rap heads. Let me get my other music. I play the same kind. I like this kind. No, no, no. We'll play that later. Play some, some play some, some new music. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you don't really hear anybody complaining about that no, that no more. I'm not saying that the music is good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the music is bad. All I'm saying, man, we definitely need balance. But if you notice, you don't hear anybody actually saying we need to ban this music. We need to get rid of this music. We need to do something to this music. They're not saying anything about that. You literally have you know, the Congressional Black Caucus, one of a leading force, Maxine Waters, up there praising Megan the Stallion. You know, I'm not hating on Megan, beautiful sister. I'm not hating on her. I'm just saying, man, like, is that where we at? I remember, man, with Too Short and Luke and all them, when it came to black men, they want to crucify niggas. They want to nail niggas to the cross. Oh, you're so negative. You're calling women the B word and you're disrespecting black women. Now you got the hood rats. They love the hell cats. Disrespecting the hell out of black women. Making horrible, horrible, you know what I'm saying, presentations. If you want to say, well, hey, we need some respectful black little girls. They got to look at the Cardi B's and the sexy reds. And like I said, there needs to be balance, man. It can't be all good. It can't be all ratchet, but we need some balance. But that's not really happening. The hood rats are running the yard right now. 
the hood rats are running the yard. And there's no issue with it. See, they're trying to they, they and they they and they trying to crowbar this whole oh well Latinos help create y'all didn't help create a damn thing because like I said you would have had a James Brown. So I remember we had shit like this. I can't take nothing away from Joe when, from Joe and Buster. Joe sitting up there with Bill with saxophone Bill. He's sitting up there with Monica Lewinsky Bill. See that's the, that's that's the thing about this whole black thing, Joe. That's the thing about this whole black thing. You you grew up around niggas. And, and, and you're hanging with the ops <laughs> you hanging with the ops you hanging around with saxophone super predator bill they hate niggas see you know you still got some negroes out here some old niggas that's like well you know he played the saxophone real good he black so they this black president thing they, they trying to use that back to this Israel thing man this, this, this palace I've seen some of the pictures I don't agree with kids Getting their heads chopped off Babies getting their heads chopped off And You know They dragging holes All through the You know what I'm saying I, I don't I don't agree with that I don't think that should be done But I don't like this Who's that one nigga man Who's that Who's this Sambo ass nigga That they were talking about Let me Let me find him Who is that Who is that dude We gon' yeah, we gon' we gonna get into a bunch of different stuff right here. Who is that dude? It's some Negro. Let me see if I can find him. I know the black media covered this, but some of y'all might listen might not listen to all the channels, but um This nigga's up here. Yeah, this 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 punk ass nigga. Amar Stoudemire calls out Black Lives Matter for not supporting Israel. Nigga, we don't got to support anything. He's all over the place. They got him on Fox News. They got him on Sports Illustrated. This coon-ass nigga says, fuck Black Lives Matter. And you know I don't care about Black Lives Matter, but he's talking about niggas. He's talking about black folks. So this Sambo-ass nigga, these basketball, these lanky, tall, bitch-ass, black basketball-playing-ass niggas kill me. You know, I didn't even know who the fuck Hamas was. They said Hamas. What the what the hell Hamas? I thought it was like a guy or some shit. <laughs> I thought it was a guy roll. Remember the guy roll man on Cedar Riverside? I thought that shit was a guy roll or something. I don't know what the hell that is. He said, for all you Black Lives Matter supporters who ain't gonna say nothing or let me figure out exactly what happened and fuck you. Ain't no black folks said, hey, this should be happening to none of those folks. But then, but listen, man, they don't say nothing. They don't, yeah. What's this punk ass nigga's name? Amar Stoudemire. These whole ass rap, these whole ass NBA playing ass niggas. The reason why I don't like NBA ass niggas, man. The reason why I don't like these athlete ass niggas because they be talking shit. And when they ain't said a damn thing about no damn reparations, nothing. Nothing. They ain't said nothing. Nothing. That nigga ain't said nothing about the the little girl in Chicago that got beat by them Hispanic race soldiers. Y'all hear about that? There's another minute uh, uh, thing. I'm kind of going off the deep end a little bit, but there's another story I think in Duluth. Um, there's another one. Uh. In Duluth, where this black this this sister got beat up. Now I'm, you know, in, in Duluth. 
What is this? This is NBA. What's his name? Stoudemire. Is this his? Is this his punk ass? Is this nigga here? The news out of Israel. Woke up, man. This morning with some disturbing news out of Israel. That Hamas kidnapping children, putting them in cages, killing women, killing the elderly. That's some coward shit. That's cowardly. And for all y'all Black Lives Matter who ain't saying nothing, well, let me figure out exactly what happened before I say anything. Fuck you. Then they put, yeah, this this dumbass nigga. This lame-ass nigga. Don't nobody, don't nobody want to hear nothing from you. Yeah, oh, they getting on this, they getting on this goofy-ass nigga's ass online. Not too long ago, they said he was looking for a Jewish wife. Okay, so now we see it. I'm telling you, man, athletes and these basketball, these rap niggas and these basketball niggas, man. These rap niggas and these basketball niggas, man. You can't really trust them. You can't really trust them. These Keefy D ass niggas. <laughs> these Keefy D ass niggas, man. See, see, when they when they try to say, well, yeah, it's a Latino, it's a you know Latino. It, it, look, if the Latinos, the Puerto Ricans, the ones that's claiming it, shout out to some of our Puerto Rican brothers. But if y'all was, if y'all really had bars like that, and you really, really had, you know, now big pun, I can't say nothing about pun. Pun was incredible. And he came up under Cool G Rap, of course. See, I, I know a little bit of history. He came up under Cool G Rap. But you would have niggas like this. Y'all remember this? Y'all don't remember Forbes DVD? Yeah, I mean, y'all caught me out here on my workout, John. I'm, I'm still in y'all. Y'all remember Forbes DVD, Smack DVD, Forbes DVD? That gave a lot of people some shine coming out back in the day. If you really had these so-called talented people from the Caribbean... Then you would have a bunch of Nazis and a bunch of Beanie Seagulls and a whole bunch of AZs and a bunch of JZs and a whole bunch of you'd have a whole bunch of them. You'd have a whole bunch of them from Puerto Rico if that if y'all really started it. In the early 80s, they wasn't bumping no hip hop in Puerto Rico. Come on, man. Make it make sense. Still in my rack, trying to get him down. You know what I mean? We out here with my niggas backdoor movement, my nigga Smith, you know what I mean? Forbes DVD. Let me give let me give Forbes DVD a like for uh uh fair fair use YouTube. Shout out to Forbes DVD. Shout out to Forbes DVD dog. Shout out to Doggy Diamonds. Let's give a shot. Let's give, let's give him his flowers. Let's shout out to Doggy Diamonds and the Smack DVD niggas, man. They they really made it before there was Instagram and stuff. This was our Instagram, man. This, our Instagram was Forge DVD. Doing it big, like they do. No, M Rack gonna hold you down. Do. Yeah, you know I mean, you know my man M gonna hold. It me was down rugged. It was raw. You know I mean, do what I. You know I mean, do what he do. You know I mean, why I do what this I was do. a classic freestyle. You know I mean, it's only right I get y'all Wolverine some, some running yourself. Boss. Real quick, just real quick. Hold on, let me get the, a different angle, see? After the stretch out, 
Y'all caught me after my stretch out. I'm glad y'all didn't catch me on the wind sprints. Yeah, I mean, check me out in about another six months. Man, this was Siegel. Man, listen, this, this was Siegel in his prime. I'm gonna let this rock. I be shut it down, then I I let y'all catch me, see me on my regiment, getting him right. You know what I mean, your boy about to drop. You know what I mean? I'ma bring the weight down, come back out, do my shit, just get in shape, feel good again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Case a nigga get out of line, it's still there, but you know a nigga gotta stay agile. Mm. You know what I mean? Nigga gotta stay agile. He's a nigga, <laughs> nigga gotta stay agile. See, that's what I'm saying. Niggas, foundational black Americans and freemen, we agile, man. We agile, man. We've been agile. That's that's why we created all this art form. Y'all can't crowbar your way in it. All you could do is res- all you could do is copy, copy, emulate, and respect it. Copy, emulate, and respect it. Folks, folks shouldn't even have the nerve. Folks shouldn't even have to ner- the nerve to actually say, well, hey, well, you know, because I was been around. The bottom line is when you, you go to the, when you go to the black neighborhoods in New York and the Bronx, let's talk about like Pygmy Martin. Let's talk about the break dancing that was going on before in the Bronx. That wasn't in Puerto Rico. That wasn't in Puerto Rico. You see black folks doing moves in some of these old these old uh films in I think the 50s and the 40s. And if you and if we want to be honest, I seen some videos the other day where it looked like some black black folks was like in um somewhere break dancing. They were doing moves that looked like break dancers in Africa. So let's be very clear on where that shit where that shit started and got popping. It didn't start getting popping in the Caribbean and Puerto Rico. It got popping right here on the soil, down here in the in, down here in in the nation. United States of America is where it got going. And they're trying to erase us from credit. They're trying to put it in other places and say, well, oh, it started here and we had something to do with that. No, if you had something to do with it, nigga, then we would have heard it from there. We would have got it from y'all if that's the case. Hip hop started here in the United States of America by niggas. There's nothing to debate about that. This whole 50-50 ideology and oh, it was some No, because y'all wasn't playing that in your neighborhood. Them old Puerto Rican neighborhoods in the 70s and the 60s, that man, they wasn't playing all that. They wasn't playing all that. There might have been fewer here and there. They was probably telling niggas, and you, you a Mayate. Don't why you playing that Mayate music? Matter of fact, let me see if I can find that after we get some bars from. Let me see if I can I find mean, this you know, here. Niggas text you when you're gung- oh, yeah. You down for that knuckle game, huh? All day, I do that first. That's first things first. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, watch what you say out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, cause I might go in it. Yeah, you know I mean, quick. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know I mean, give a nigga cherry water ice fast. Boop, pop, pop. I mean, that's quick. That's first and foremost all day. Let's digest that for a minute. I remember when getting out of, I remember when you could, even coming out of high school, 2001, 2003, you could still kind of get down and get your hands up out here. You know what I'm saying? And then after a while, it gets... You know, I mean, people was always shooting and carrying on and stuff. But I remember there was a time where you could kind of, you know, like, dude, yeah, dudes would knuckle up. Dudes would try to knuckle up a little bit. So, you know, that's that's important. That's manhood, man. 
that's manhood. It's it's not necessarily about solving every problem with with violence or whatever. But shit, man, you know, you might have to, you might need to. And that's what he's talking about. So I just want to break that down a little bit. Cuz when you go to that jail, there's two things you can't take with you. There you go. Your gun. See, all these serial hood hitters and these drillers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. At some point, man, you're going to do some time. So you might as well get them up. If you live in that lifestyle, you're going to have to get them up. Ain't no guns in there. A knife. A nigga disarm you if you don't got no bout game. Mm. You fuck with me. You think Wolverine ran in your cell. Yeah. Mm. Quick. Let them know them bars are still on oh, deck. Oh, bars is on deck all day, man. On the, the, deck. Here we go. Not the way you want it. You bars. I mean? Give it to them. Shit. Dog, listen. My rap sheet long as the turnpike. My gun clip long as my forearm. The bullets in it long as my index. Spray on niggas like Windex. And when the raid on, check for bugs and insects. The boots is Gore-Tex. The vest is Kevlar. The Velcro strapped into my chest like a corset. Cargoes camouflage, night vision goggles modified, government issue 45, the 1911, the Colt standard size. Get out my car if you niggas can't stand a ride. It's kill or be killed. Born off the maidum like Matt Damon, man on fire, hitman for hire, bulletproof attire, SS Impala, run flat tires, prepared like MacGyver mm. to go all in or all out. They put the call in, I call out. You either fall in or fall out. I lock shit down like SHU, SMU, and FSUs. I roll deep like the Border Brothers, M13s, 14s, 15s, and M16s. SKs, AKs, and Glock 18s. Might I got gas to pass out. You like Prince jeans, you ass out. I'm a contract killer, I'm a hitman for murder. Two toasts, who want beef? Let's make a burger. For that cheese, I fry your onion and serve you like BK, nigga. How, How you want it? I'm like the 18 dog when I swing past blocks. Hop out that black van with the swing back stock. stock. On that SK heavy spray, blick at cops. Keep your kids in the house. Everything gets shot. Pop two to your dome. Murder rate so high in Philly, we putting stocks and funeral, funeral homes. And I shut down the streets and I locked down jails. I got a revolver that hold five shotgun, shotgun shells. Man. With that judge in my hand, I hold court in the street. And trust me, this ain't nothing that I just record on the beat. Mm. Told y'all from the streets to the jail, the knife worked so tight, you think Wolverine ran, ran in your, your cell. Yeah. Mm. Man, see, that man, it was, it felt almost like a golden age when you had beans on the rock. I enjoy beans more than Jigger. I am I I enjoy beans more than he was just raw. He was just raw. He he I don't know man. He just went when 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 Siegel came out, Siegel was just he he was just raw. It was almost like somebody that wasn't he wasn't sitting around trying to figure out how to get in the game. It, it, it almost, it, it seems like he was just some nigga. They just handed a mic and he just happened to be out there and he was doing all this shit he was talking about. Speaking of which, this is an interesting thing. Hold on, let's see what I remember when Beans first signed. Like, remember, I was the only artist. Fair use. Money. 
And then something happened with Jay and Sauce, and there was no Sauce money. It was just bleak. Then they signed Beans, and it was like, who the fuck is bleak? It was everything Beans. was Beans. Now when the studio, they like, yeah, y'all got to do a record together. It's like, all right, cool. What was this record called? Crew Love. He came in there, that Monopoly verse. It's like, wait a minute. Who the f is this? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Beans. Tell me this was this. You gotta be friends. Get over here. I want to drama with you. No. I want to learn from you. Get over here. We need to chat a little bit. You heard? Yo, word. All those songs Crew Love, Thousand Bars. I hated all those records. I hated them all. Used to listen to shit like. This nigga's f***ing smoking me. <laughs> Open up the whole strip like Monopoly and dare one of y'all. Man, Beans was Beans was crazy. A thousand bars. Let me see. Let me try to... Uh, what was a thousand bars? A thousand bars. What album was that off of? Let me see. Hold on. Let's Shit off. Y'all a bunch of bummy niggas. Rockefeller pop bottles with every meal. Oh, this must have been a freestyle. Man, that band from TV Nori, that was another classic album. We had, man, I'm telling you, we in high school. I feel like we're indebted, man. We're I feel like we're indebted. We we really had some good records, man. We had some good records. I know some people they don't like the stuff in the two thousands and all that, but man, like CNN War Report ninety seven, Mob Deep Hell on Earth ninety six, Eight Ball Lost Double Disc, Do or Die Heads or Tails, man. Come on, man. We had Tila tired of balling. Yuck mouth double disabulation. Oh man. Sea murder nineteen ninety seven life or death. Mystical unpredictable nineteen ninety seven. Then we had Slum Village. Underground. That was underground. It came out the event and then we started listening to Little Brother. Foreign exchange, like man, we man, we had some shit, man. We we had some music, man. I ain't gonna lie. Four hundred degrees, juvenile, nineteen ninety eight. That was a good album. It was written nineteen ninety six. Illmatic. I took I took a cold ass bus just to get the bonus disc from uh, Circuit City. Shout out to Circuit City, man. That was like the bootleg Best Buy. And they did better. And they did better car installations in Best Buy. They did way better car installations than Best Buy. When I had my first whip, man, I went and got my uh my CD player installed at Circuit City. Was that Circuit City? I believe that was Circuit City. Best Buy was on some BS. I remember one time, let me tell you. I remember one time Best Buy told me, oh, well, you know, I had I had like a I had an installation appointment. I had an installation appointment and they told me, oh, well, we don't have your modification part because I think I think my CD player needed a kit. Y'all making me feel old right now. I'm talking about CD players. <laughs> my CD player needed a kit. 
And I had to go to Best Buy from my appointment. They didn't have some kind of harness. I think it was a wiring. Yep, it was a wiring harness. They didn't have a wiring harness for my car. So they told me, well, hey, you know, you need to go to Circuit City. They got it. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't y'all just go get the wiring harness? This is customer service here. So it was it was some race soldiers working there at the time. It was some race soldiers working there at the time. It was some white dudes that was kind of hating on my shine. They ain't really want to install my shit. And I, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, this, this must this is some tough white supremacy right here. The fact that you don't want to, I got the money in my hand to install this shit, and you don't want to install it for me. I said, damn, I thought money was green. They did not want to install it. Well, maybe you should just go over to you should go over to Circuit City and get the wiring harness and come back. I said, well, if I go over there and get it, I said, am I gonna lose my place in line? And they're going to say, well, yeah, you probably have to rebook it. And I'm like, you, I see, you know how that looks, right? So then I said, you know what? Fuck them. I grabbed my car and uh, I went over to Circus City and I told them what they did. And they were like, they sent you to a competitor? I said, yeah, man, they told me that y'all got the wiring harness. And they said, so they didn't go and get the wiring harness for you and just have you wait? They didn't go, go just drive over there and go grab it? And I said, no, nah, they sent me to y'all. They said, hey, we'll take the money. That was telling to me. Black man got some money in his pocket. It's green. They telling me my money ain't green. Damn it, man. 100,000 bars. Yeah, man. She had bleak. Bleak. bleak I, I, you know, bleak couldn't mess with him. Bleak, yeah, Bleak could not mess with him. Seagull was cold. But see, getting back to the point, man, we we breed Hall of Famers when it comes to music, culture, anything. We breed Hall of Famers. But I want to play this. You know, some of our folks, man, they... They they get to babbling too much. Like I, I want y'all to hear this right here. They covered this on the black media, but man, y'all really gotta hear this. Listen to these Negroes. I'm just saying make believe when I write up Exodus to Mars and saying black Martians, but maybe America knows Mars is occupied, and that's why Trump started Look hold on. Hold on. I'm looking at this. Now, this was supposed to be a reparations. There was barely anybody there, but it was a reparations panel with some plebiscite, cool Keith alien, electromagnetic ass niggas sitting up here. They have a picture of parliament talking fast forward nearly 80 years. Elon Musk repeats history. They have a picture of parliament. We really got some alien reparation babblers here. And saying black Martians. But maybe America knows Mars is occupied, and that's why Trump started a space force. Biden didn't disband oh, it. Man. Matter of fact, he just shot down some UFOs in February in Michigan. Play the music. So if UFOs are just some crazy people with aluminum hats on, why do you have it now as a part of the armed forces? Wake up, people. Did she say the, the tinfoil koofies? 
Hold on. Why do you have it now as a part of the armed forces? Wake up, people. They've known Martians were black over a hundred years ago oh, man. when Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote a comic book called The Princess of Mars. And that's why I chose this. We the Princess of Mars is answering you. Man, do you know it says real reason to colonize Mars and Africa is to control or steal its gold. The colossal untapped value of asteroids. Okay. Now you have to understand the real reason they're going up there. This month, it was supposed to take place on October. Hold on, let me look at these blue points. Okay, they got something where it says something NASA and SpaceX is the something about the Princess of Mars. Forbes magazine estimates a worth of 10 quatillion or some reparations basic. I, I can't I can't read it, but it says something about Egyptology, Mars to the something about Haru. Oh man, this is some major babble. But the window is until October 25th. This month, NASA and SpaceX will launch to Psyche. And that's an asteroid. That is the princess of Mars. Forbes magazine has estimated Psyche to be worth 10 quintillion dollars in gold and other precious metals. Some metals they don't even know what to do with yet. 10 quintillion dollars. I, I went to go look up Princess of Mars. I just typed it in and I just seen a movie that came out in 2009. Very low ratings, by the way. Princess of Mars on Prime. I'm going to take a look at that. I'm still okay. Let's see what she's saying now. So if you are about to launch to an asteroid worth that kind of money, does it matter if the budget, whatever budget you have, if it's less than 10 quintillion dollars, it doesn't matter. You can shut down government. We got the money to pay for everything. Oh, man. This is crazy, man. These plebiscite babbling Negroes. And then you had some dude that was up there. I don't even want to play it. Jeez. You know what? Know what this calls for? Let's pause the music. This calls for some cool Keith right here. This calls for some cool Keith. Dr. Octagon. Because these niggas is babbling. Fair use, YouTube. Fair use. What's up? Supersonic, bionic, robot, voodoo power, equator X, my chance to flex skills on Ampex. With power meters and heaters, gauge, antifreeze, octagon, oxygen, and lumen intoxicants. Yeah, that, 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 that's what that sounds like to me. That's what that sounds like to me. Like the, these niggas are doing some major, major babbling. I mean, babbling at a whole nother level. React with four bombs and six fire missiles. Armed with seven rounds of space doodle pistols. You may not believe living on the earth planet. My skin is green and silver. Forehead looking mean. Astronauts get played. Tough like a ukulele. And I and Cool Keith to me is dope. He's different. I ain't gonna lie. He he he's different. You know I, I no disrespect to Cool Keith. No disrespect to Cool Keith. Then you you had some nigga at the reparations hearing that was rapping. Reparations, reparations, reparations. Oh, geez, man. In Cobra. You got to watch out for them niggas. They've been around for forever. But we got a bigger problem. 
Listen to this. Increasingly, the migrant crisis is being felt far from the border, including cities like Chicago, where officials say resources are running thin. Julia Ainsley is there tonight. Tonight, officials warning Chicago is approaching a breaking point. Tents full of desperate migrants lining Chicago's iconic Lakeshore Drive. Migrant shelters inside O'Hare Airport. A total of 17,000 migrants showing up since last August. Did y'all hear that? 17,000. 17,000. What? Do your homework. What? Do your homework. Do your homework. I'm looking for the other one. What? Where is it at? I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as a black man? Oh, first of all, I identify as a man. That's your that's your issue right there. That's your conglomerate, and and, and it's this person too. Me the power. Um. There you go. Those are the people that said this wasn't a problem. Twelve hundred per day keep coming. Man, they trying to flood us out. Fact: twelve hundred per day to keep coming. Now Chicago is building sprawling tent camps to get migrants off the streets of places like this ahead of the cold winter months. Democratic Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker slamming President Biden for not doing enough, writing the federal government's lack of intervention and coordination at the border. Oh, what you slamming Joe for? You wanted him here. It's created an untenable situation for Illinois. The White House blaming Congress for not acting and saying they've accelerated work permits. You see these Jedi mind tricks that they're playing? This person's blaming that person. This blaming that. This person's blaming this person. This all. It's all cap. It's all caparera. Big cap. Did a billion dollars to cities nationwide. I don't want them there. But protests here are growing. To have the government come in and dump 300 people right next door to me, it is not fair. The Latino Pilsen neighborhood was the first to build a shelter for migrants, and they're now preparing a new shelter to take up to 1,000 more. Community leaders tell us they want to help migrants. And you know what? Here's the thing. Black folks, we understand. We get it. We see the kids, like, I see even the pictures in, like, Israel, especially Palestine, because I know that they putting their foot on the Palestinians. So, you know, we understand, folks, they, they have a, you know, they want to live somewhere better. I get that. I do. But charity's supposed to start at home first. And for you to tell young black kids, like that's why when I seen all them Sambo ass niggas, they were clapping because, you know, the kids were pretty much having to give up. Now, now, mind you, when you look at these kids, they look heartbreaking. These these football players, I think they were in Chicago. And you seen the Karen that was clapping. Let me see if I can find that video in a minute because we got to cover this. You seen these young black kids. That's probably one of their own safe refuges to stay off the streets, stay out of the gangs or whatever the case may be. This is very positive and constructive considering the areas that they live in. And you got folks that's applauding that they're giving up their damn football team area. Because nine times out of ten, let's, let's be very, very clear. When these folks get here, they don't rock with foundational blacks. They'll stay in their own enclaves, build their own economic 
you know, um, situations through grants and all kinds of money they get from the government. And they'll stay on code with their people as they should. They don't rock with us. They're not going to look at the descendants of the slaves like, damn, man, y'all really trailblazed and, and really led. You, 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 you built this up for me. They ain't looking at it like that. They going to they gonna get their people together. And then while these politicians is telling black folks, well, you got to vote Democrat, vote blue, no matter who. They going to tell niggas that shit and then turn around and you tell these little black kids, well, hey, we ain't got no money for your school. We ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? And they'll tell you, oh, Timberland Boots, hot sauce, Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda. They'll tell you that bullshit. But then your kids is out here dying. They don't have no resources, no community centers because you putting these folks in here. These kids been here 10 plus years, 10 year olds, 12, 13, 14 year olds. You got folks, black folks has been here over 40, 50, 60, 70 plus years in the city of Chicago and can't get no damn help. And you telling somebody they ain't been here five minutes, ain't paid a damn tax, please. Migrants, but they're worried about resources for poor Chicagoans too. I'm concerned uh, because of the slow response by the, for the federal and state government. When winter comes, not only will you not have enough room for migrants, you also might not have enough room to take in some homeless people who live on the streets here in Pilsen, American citizens? Absolutely. We met these migrants sleeping outside a police station. I'm looking at them. They, they outside a police station. Stephanie tells us she boarded a free bus in Texas because she thought Chicago had a refugee camp. Some of us have been here weeks, she said. She told us she's desperate for a job to support her one-year-old son back in Venezuela. Back in Venezuela? Whoa, wait a minute. Mother of the year. So you left your son in Venezuela and you came here. Something's going on here. This isn't adding up. Says he will continue busing migrants to sanctuary cities to relieve border towns. Tonight, a DHS assessment team is here in the city. Thanks for watching. Yeah, he's like, hey, y'all want them here? And you know, they got their hands in it too. Signed, so I, so I, I know what's going on. They got their hands Stay in it too. Stay updated about breaking news and top stories. Man, man, listen. I'll be damned. It's interesting. Hold on. It's interesting. Very, very interesting how they don't, they don't let that many black folks come in. Have you noticed that? They don't let as many black folks come in, black immigrants coming in. They letting everybody else come in. Record surge at the southern border. The Biden administration announced plans to begin deporting Venezuelan migrants once again. The latest announcement from the Department of Homeland Security specifically targets those who enter the U.S. illegally. Fox's Caroline Elliott is joining us now live in El Paso, Texas, with more from DHS. Caroline. I bet that basketball playing ass, that Stoudemire ass nigga, I bet he ain't said nothing about this. Not a word. Well, Anthony, at the same time, we're seeing a record number of migrants crossing the border. We're told deportation flights to Venezuela will begin again shortly. According to Customs and Border Protection, we're told that Venezuelans are by far the largest single group crossing this border right now. And of course, they're also telling us that this year alone, more than 200,000 Venezuelans have crossed our southern border. Now, for years now, we know that the U.S. stopped regular deportations to Venezuela because of the 
strained diplomatic relationship between the U.S. and the Venezuelan government. But Thursday, DHS announced the Venezuelan government agreed to accept the return of its citizens. The announcement comes after the, the people in power are not trying to build a better world. We have enough food and wealth across this world where everyone can eat. There is enough food and enough wealth across the planet Earth where everyone can eat. They ain't trying to build no better world. They US trying to be like Tar the their Targaryen. The total of border crossings on record. City leaders in El Paso tell us Venezuelans are coming to the U.S. with very few resources and are asking for more help from the city. We had a large population that was coming through that was Venezuelan nationality and they came with different issues that we hadn't seen before. The vast majority were unsponsored, so they had no means to get to where they were going. And so what we're doing differently is we set up hotel systems. We're operating up to nine hotels. We have two emergency shelters set up that's also housing migrants on a nightly basis. Damn, what about the descendants of slaves? What about the niggas out there, man, that, 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 that's poor as hell? Man. Oh, jeez. Oh, here's another one. Here's a damn another one. Let's keep the music going. Strong reaction to a plan to bring migrants to a new shelter in the southwest suburbs. Yeah, state grant awarded. Oh, they landed on Illinois. Holyett Township would fund services for migrants there, but some are questioning whether the money should even be accepted. Casey Cronus is live with details. Casey. Hey, Anthony and Natalie. Well, just last week is when most community members found out that Joliet Township was chosen to receive $8.6 million from the state. Cities that also received money include Chicago, Elgin, and Oak Park. That news coming in an announcement. 1,900 migrants, illegals, I mean. And here in Joliet, residents say they were blindsided by the news and had no idea that Joliet Township even applied for that grant money. Tomorrow, they'll be attending a board meeting to share their questions and concerns. So many people plan to attend that the meeting location was moved to the auditorium at Bicentennial. Very Park. interesting. Joliet, Illinois holds one of the larger correctional facilities for those that don't know. Under the proposal submitted by Township Supervisor Angel Contreras, Joliet would welcome about 1,900 migrants. The Peter Claver Center would become one of four locations used as welcome centers and clinics. The grant money would go towards shelter, housing, food, and health care. But some are calling on the supervisor to withdraw his grant application. It's a fact that uh, the government gives you a little money to get started in the state. And next thing you know, the federal government's not there to help you, and you're, hold, you're left holding the bag, and everybody's crying for more money, and Illinois is included in that statement. For Prisker to give us a little money in Joliet, get some programs started, what's going to happen?